The legal views and content expressed on the following program are provided solely for informational and entertainment purposes. They do not constitute or contain legal advice. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the show. You are listening to the Break the Business Podcast. I'm Ryan Carella, and it is a pleasure to have you here this week. I am joined by my co-host, Dave. How's it going, Dave? I'm doing great, Ryan. I, you're very animated. I'm, I'm feeling good. Yeah, this is interesting. Actually, usually you're more a little bit like even killed. I feel like you're like, you're really into this today. Do you know what it is? What? We're starting a little later in the day than we usually do. Yes, we are. We do like maybe usually 9.30 a.m., 9.45 start times, but now it's like 11.30, and so I got plenty of energy, and I'm, I'm trying to bring the energy up. Audience feeds off energy. That's what everybody knows that, and so yes. I'm trying to get the audience excited too. That's true. I guess, do I have energy? I don't know. I woke up, I didn't sleep in today. I, I woke up like at 7 a.m. so I can get up and watch the uh, Monaco Grand Prix. Well, you must so, be exhausted. A little bit, considering also I worked <laughs> six days. You know, a week. So, I won't. I won't. I won't spoil the race results for anyone. I doubt there's that much crossover between this show and Formula One, but still, you never know. <laughs> was, there, was there like a tape? Or it was like a time zone issue for why I was on at seven a.m. Or it's in Monaco. Oh, Monaco. Sorry, I was not listening. I don't know why I thought like it was in Canada for some reason. No. That- well, obviously, it's not in Canada because that's where I'm going in two weeks. That's right. That's what it is. You told me you were going to a race in Canada, and I got yes. mixed up. Yeah, yeah. In two weeks, I'm going to go to Montreal for the Canadian Grand Prix. Oh. Which, it, yeah. It's been a while since I've seen you, of course, which I mean sarcastically because you were actually at my house last night. Yeah, less than 12 hours. Yeah, and, and you, you might as well, you could have just stayed at our house tonight. I, I probably could have, yeah, but I figured I'm not going to disturb the newlyweds. Well, that's kind of you. Yeah, but no, we we had a poker night. You hosted your first ever poker night. Yeah, with uh, you know, you got um, what was it for your bad your your groom's gift or whatever from your brothers was uh poker tables mm-hmm. and which, chips. Which, by the way, now I realize, you know, there there was it was a very nice gift, especially the chips. So they're, they're in steel briefcase, very nice. You can looks like having a lot of cash in there. Super classy or pair or other sort of illicit <laughs> paraphernalia. Yeah, it does kind of look like one of those briefcases. Yeah, it looks really cool. I'm jealous. But the poker table is more of a misnomer because it's not a table. It's not like a fully thing table with its own stuff. There's no legs. It, they're poker mats more like than anything. Well, I want to give it more credit because it's not just like, you know, a piece of fabric that you put on your table. It, it has some, you know, heft to it. Like there, there's solid bottoming to it. There's solidity to it. There's solidity to it, right. Like, it's not just, it's not just like a sheet that you, a tablecloth that you drape over a table and make it a poker table. Like, it has some, it's substantive. But it it is not, in and of itself, a table. That's true. It, it, you would not say it achieves tableness. (laughs) There is no way for it to stand upright on its own power. It's a poker four legs short of a table. It's a poker platform. That, there it is. Okay. There it is. Um, if you want to rate and review and subscribe to the Break the Business podcast, all great ways to you know, get closer to us, help us move forward. Uh, we're on iTunes and SoundCloud, so yes, you, can, you can find us on those platforms. You can follow me and Dave on social media. I'm on Twitter at Ryan K-A-I-R. Where are you on Twitter? <laughs> yeah, trouble there. I know. Um, uh, it's at, my own Twitter handle, yeah. too. That's embarrassing. At MetalDave85. Yeah. Yeah. Lots um, of good retweets from Metal Hammer Magazine. Ooh. 
Nice. It seemed appropriate. Uh, Metal Dave 85. That's where you find them. You can also follow Break the Business on Facebook by going to breakthebusiness.com. And something that I want to encourage more from the listeners, because we love getting the emails. Mm -hmm. Send us an email if you have a question that you want us to answer on the show. If you want Dave to do something funny, Dave, like if people want you to just do a character on the show and they email about it, you'll do it, right? You're not going to be like, oh, oh, no, it has to be organic. Oh, no, I'm a shameless whore. There you go. See? So if you want Dave to basically you know, be your karaoke machine and just do whatever, you know, jukebox, I should say, and just you know, do whatever bits you think are funny, yeah. he'll do that. Um, if you want to give us some show critique, criticism, whatever you want to do, email us, breakthebusiness at gmail.com. That's the best way to find us. Coming up in the next segment, I'm so excited to have these guys back again. Uh, North Carolina-based synth rock duo The Droids are on the show. Right, they're great musicians, Dave. We've had them on before. They're funny. They have you know their songs are terrific. They're a husband and wife. They have a kid, so they got that you know. And they're like cool mm-hmm. parents, and they're legit sci-fi geek yeah. people. I I listened to that interview because that was back in I think that was like an early November episode you put up. So I was at that point on my birthday trip to Yosemite. That's right. So I was not around for that. Um, you know, I had good reason. You know, um, but no, they were great. They were lovely. They were funny and everything. And yeah, the really into sci-fi. I mean, hello, the droids. Yeah, very. Cool. You know, so and then actually they, they mentioned their daughter's name Riley, and I'm like, wait, where have I heard that before? Where have I heard that Riley, Riley, Riley? Oh, that's right, Inside Out. I think the only reasonable assumption to make there is that Disney ripped off their name for their kid and made the character's name an Inside Out. Yes, because Riley's got to be seven years old by now, so definitely predates the Pixar movie. Okay, real life Riley, not Pixar, Inside Out, depressed Riley. Well, well, I think she was like 10 or 11, but yes. That's right. Real life Riley, the child of the droids, Sarah and Josh, is older than the movie Inside Out. So they came first. Right. But we don't know how long things are in development these days. (laughs) You think they stole like a secret script from Pixar that had the character named Riley back in... You know, eight years ago, Ryan Reynolds was been trying to make Deadpool for eleven years. That's fair. So, yes, that, it's quite it's quite possible. We don't know. We'll ask him about real life, Riley. Uh, <laughs> you know, that should just be all of the questions yes. that we ask the droids in the next segment. Is why did they rip off the character from Inside Out for the name of their child, even though the movie came out six and a half years? Yeah. Or after. are they, or are they really big Pat Riley fans? I'm sure that's what it is. Yeah. So before we get to them, though, a little bit of music business kind of talk and sort of a a personal touch here, because the reason why I want to talk about this is because I was prompted to discuss it from something that happened yesterday. Okay. Uh, Chuying and I, my wife, uh, we do not have very much in the way of similar musical tastes. Right. In fact, very early in our relationship, I tried to do the the time honored tradition of the mixtape for the person you're dating oh wow you know made made a little cd you know yes people still use those and put on there some of my favorite songs and the problem is i did four years of college radio at the university of miami and so my musical tastes are very much shaped by that experience yeah and i was gonna say actually i mean i kind of we we really don't talk about music that much weirdly enough because our musical tastes really do not overlap not at all and meant any any way really <laughs> anyway actually i'm trying to think yeah i don't think so so i mean if we you both were to... like the droids music yes the, there you oh, go. the droids music yes <laughs> stick around for them in the next yeah. segment good, good, good job there you go. um <laughs> but 
so if you gave me that CD, I'd probably be like, what is this? Like, ugh, God, this is terrible. And yeah, yeah, the radio station at, at in college, man, oh man, they were so cliche. <laughs> I, I I don't think I'm gonna get you in trouble with this because you go back for alumni weekends and you know, no, yeah, whatever. But you know, it's that ever famous. Hey, uh, welcome to uh, WCOL here in uh, college. Well, we got some. Uh, I think great, you can. Uh, I think you can give away what the right, station right, is. Right, right, right. Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm talking. Okay, right. <laughs> So uh, listen, we have here uh, some nice uh, Peruvian goat music, um, made by goats, um, and uh, this is the sort of alternative alternative stuff that we uh, we think you college kids want to listen to. Okay, so here's the goat music. I almost <laughs> it was that crap. Yeah, no, it, it, uh, this college radio station was super quintessential college radio, which by the way got me in trouble for all the years that I did college radio because I would talk like this. During my radio shows, yeah. whereas like everybody else talked like you. Yeah. R- Ryan, the, the, the decibel levels are very offensive <laughs> to my uh, teenage uh, liberal arts college ears. I'm going to need you to take it down. Okay, Ryan. I feel like we have down. a new character here. College Radio Dave. College Radio Dave. Okay. So, anyway. It's finally not audible at all. I made, so, you know, I made this mixtape uh-huh. for her when we first started dating. And I was, uh-huh. and I put a lot of work into it, but it was like... Pavement, broken social scene, Joy Division, Death Cab for Cutie, Magnetic Fields, like the the, the groups that I was into at the time. Okay, Death Cab for Cutie, I've heard of. Those are actually other. Those are actually other band names. What was again? Pavement. Pavement. Social. Broken social scene. Oh, broken. They're good. No. No. They're probably pouty. They're probably very pouty. Actually, no. They they can get pretty upbeat in their music. Broken social scene. I am. And what was the other? What was the other ones there? Oh, magnetic fields. Oh god. Anyway, so I'm, I'm, you know, all like kind of. Why didn't she leave you? Well, <laughs> it was all like love, romantic kind of songs by these artists, and yeah, needless to say, as you have probably predicted, it wasn't a hit with her. Mm-hmm. You know, she grew up in China, so like, it's not like broken social scene was playing in her village in northeastern China while she was growing up. And so, no, it's mostly the the Peruvian goat music. That's right. <laughs> we've never had we've never had similar musical tastes. But one artist that we have both found common ground on, and we both enjoy very much listening to her music, is indie artist Kina Granis. We both enjoy her very very much. Fantastic singer songwriter, and actually at our wedding, the song that we danced to was a Kina Granis song. Oh, I did um, not know that. Yeah. She was a great DIY artist. She does a lot of things in her career super well. And we saw a performance of hers yesterday uh, online. It was on the platform stageit.com, which is okay. where artists can do live concerts uh, online and people can you know tip them. And so it's a great way to make lots of money if you have a nice following. And we, should, we might even do something like that one day. It might be fun if we want to like do live podcast oh, recordings. Oh, video. Wow. Yeah. Ooh. We might actually have to dress up a little more than we do. And people are going to have to see our faces then. Anyway, so when when Kina came on for the stage at performance, uh, she was also retelling a harrowing story mm-hmm. that happened to her in the later part of 2015. And you can go on her website, KinaGranis.com, to hear more about this story. But if you want to hear me tell it to you, um, I think it's a great story. I mean, it wasn't great for her. It was kind of terrible for her. But it's a great story in the sense that it, it provides a very valuable lesson to indie artists. And that lesson is... To always make sure you're on top of what's going on in your career and make sure if you have other people that are r- helping you run your career because you've gotten to that point, 
make sure you pick the right people and do your homework. Um, so anyway, uh-huh. in September of 2015, Kina Granis and her band is be- about to begin a six city tour of Southeast Asia. So she's, you know, she's pretty big at this point. She's right. touring the world and they're slated to go to Taiwan, Japan, but first they're going to Jakarta, Indonesia. And so they go into the carts. That's yes. That's what everybody calls it in yeah. Jakarta, the carts. Yeah. <laughs> so they're at the carts. Yeah. And they're, they're, they're playing the show in Indonesia. It goes great. The show's a huge hit. She does the meet and greet afterwards. She's got a big fan base in Southeast Asia, and it's awesome. Suddenly, the Indonesia immigration officials come onto the stage and without any explanation, confiscate the passports of Kina and all of her bandmates. I mean, I don't know about you. Wait, but- in the middle of the performance? Well, I guess, I guess it was like during the meet and greet when they were still on stage. They came on stage, took the passports. If I'm traveling internationally, I can't think of any greater fear yeah. than having my passports confiscated. Yeah. Like you're stuck. And so um, they took they took the uh, passports. They didn't say why. They sent them back to the hotel. Um, Kina calls her tour promoter mm-hmm. and says, what's up? <laughs> And they said, don't worry about it. We're going to sort it out. It's just a misunderstanding. We'll get you on a plane tomorrow. The tour will go on as scheduled. Um, the next day comes. The next day goes. They still don't have their passports. The next day, next day, nothing. Finally, about three or four days later, they are in the uh, immigration office. They get sent to the immigration office for right. one-on-one interrogation, at which point they are told that they never got work visas to come to Indonesia. Oh. And that in and that is what they would like to call visa fraud. Hmm. Uh, and they were a criminal investigation was going to be opened up, and they were uh, if if charged with visa or convicted of visa fraud, they would face five years in prison and a thirty five thousand dollar fine each. Oh. And Kina tried to explain to them that we had no idea, we had nothing to do with this. Our tour promoter assured us because they were the ones who got the paperwork done. Uh, that that everything was taken care of. In fact, they even had a contract that said that the tour promoter was responsible for clearing the visa paperwork. Right. Indonesia doesn't care what your contract says. As far as they're concerned, it's their name on the visa. They're the ones on the hook. So they right. call the tour promoter again. They say, don't worry, we're going to fix it. You'll be on a plane tomorrow. And again, days no. pass, yeah. nothing. Meanwhile, they're, in, they're stuck in Jakarta. They can't work because they don't have a work visa. So they have no way of making money. They're just stuck in this hotel, and they're getting more and more scared because, again, they don't seem to have any way to get out. They go to the American embassy. There's nothing the American embassy can do. They go talk to lawyers. The lawyers are doing their best, but, you know. Well, I mean, if anything, the lawyers should get creative. You know, if they came to me, I'd say, well, listen, fine. say, you're right. I wasn't here on a work visa. I don't consider performing and singing to be work. It's pleasure, man. It's about the fun. When did it become about the business for you guys, Jakarta, <laughs> Indonesia? This is not work. Yeah, that's what they should have said to the judge in court. Yeah. It's, it's about not, the music, brah. It's not work when you love what you do, okay? Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. So um, one of the ideas that they had as they were getting – it's been weeks now. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that they were considering was we should publicize this. Yeah. We need to you – know, maybe can exert some public pressure. And the lawyer said, don't. If you make this an international incident, it could get a whole lot worse for you. You know, the best move is just to keep completely quiet. And this is not an easy thing for Kina Granis. If you know her, if you're familiar with her music, she's always on social media. She's putting out YouTube videos every week. You know, she's always doing something. And so 
So here you go, months are going by, and Keena Granis's fans are getting radio silence. Mm-hmm. And so all these rumors are going out that like she's going through a divorce with her husband and all this stuff, and none of it's true. But she right, can't right. she can't clear the air. Um, she can't tell people that she's stuck in Jakarta. And finally, she has to cancel the next tour date, and then eventually has to cancel the whole tour. Mm-hmm. And so, smash cut to three months in Indonesia. Are you serious? Three months in this hotel room. They can't work. They can't tell anybody where they are. It gets to the court. Wait, wait, really? Yeah. That seems excessive. It does seem excessive. And one of the things that the lawyers were talking about is they were trying to tell the Indonesian officials, what are you doing? Just deport them. Yeah. I mean, that's what you, I mean, that's the thing to do in this situation. And they, for some reason, there's not really clarity as to why. Why didn't they just, they didn't want to deport them. Get the American embassy and go back to them and say, listen, just have Tom Cruise get us out of here. I mean, I would love to know the backstory as to why the American embassy didn't fix this. In well, the- now I'm, I'm, I don't, I think I don't want, I don't want to go to Indonesia. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'd be surprised if she ever goes back again. But yeah, although she actually did say during the stage at interview that she might go back again. But um, yeah, she's just asking for trouble now, <laughs> right? Um, but anyway, she gets a trial. Like this goes to trial. Oh my god! And. She's going before the judge, and she's pleading. She's like, this wasn't my fault. It wasn't my bandmate's fault. We, we didn't, you know, this wasn't our intent. Did the Indonesians think she wants to set up shop and, like, work and draw a salary there? Or are they, are they unaware of what a concert is that's for a few hours and they go? Maybe they were trying to make an example out of her or something. I don't know. That's, Maybe, I guess, yeah, Indonesia. We, no fun here, guys. Yeah. Maybe someone in, like, the immigration office just doesn't like her music. Whatever, for whatever reason. Like, she's not political. Like, all of her music is very innocuous and happy and like she doesn't make like it wasn't like her music is full of anti-indonesia statements either way they not do, like this podcast now that's right yeah either way it gets to the verdict uh-huh guilty oh my god guilty and they they sentence her and her bandmates to eight months probation and she's freaking out like eight more months and what the lawyer then like explains to her is don't worry you can serve the probation in america yeah and so she gets to go home and so this three month just you know whirlwind in which she you know her career gets completely shut down her tour gets shut down and she you know you know lost lots of money lots of everything yeah, yeah. legal fees um and finally she gets to go home after three months and it was this painful story it took her two months just to you know reset herself and get back to making music again and mm-hmm. you know she started with this stage show stage it show that she did last week and this is horrifying um, I can't imagine anything scarier than being tra- than traveling and getting your passports confiscated. Yeah. And 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 apparently, what was happening throughout this is that her tour promoters kept telling her, "You're going home tomorrow." This is, sounds like the worst tour promoter in the history of tour promoters. I, I, you know, I I was surprised during the stage it show that like, you know, Kina didn't seem particularly blameworthy like like or not like she didn't blame the tour promoters like she she wasn't like bashing them during it mm-hmm. and so obviously she's leaving out a lot of details as to what was going on there um and you know the extent to which and and in a lot of ways she blames herself by saying like she says like part of this is on me i should have been more vigilant i should have you know double checked what they were doing and you know that takes a lot of character cuz i think if i was in the same situation i wouldn't be able to be that introspective I would say, hell no, they're going to court and I'm going to sue the hell out of them and this is going to be a nightmare for them. Did she ever, did she sue them? Um, I have not heard indication either way. Hmm. And I'm guessing if she is pursuing legal action, that's not the kind of thing that she's going to publicize. Ah, okay. 
um, just because that creates a whole, all kinds of other, you know, defamation kind of issues. And so I don't, I mean, I don't know what she's doing there. If it were me, like I would haul them in a courtroom to give them an experience, not unlike what I went through in yeah. Jakarta. Exactly. But, no, no, exactly. It's like, all right, idiots, here we go. <laughs> it's go time. Yeah. Plus also you did cost me a lot of money and having to break contracts with you having to cancel the shows. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. just a frightening experience. Yeah. And so anyway, that all of this is meant to say and impart an important principle for artists to remember, which is make sure if you if you're hiring other people, you surround yourself with the right people. And even if you do delegate, there's no substitute for checking on their work yourself, particularly if it's something as important as visas. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure that, that, that all the paperwork's taken care of. And this is where a lawyer can play an important role. Um, I don't know if she had a lawyer looking at this contract or not, but one of the things that the lawyer would have done in this situation is double check to make sure that they have complied with all the pieces of the contract, including making sure that the visa paperwork was was in order, which is right. one of the things they were required to do under the contract. Mm-hmm. Um, but I th- I'm sorry that she went through this, and I'm I'm glad that she's back and making music again. And um, but yeah, God, that's scary. So yeah, I mean, it was a nerve wracking a bit when I had to be, when I had to go into the back office of immigration in Macau and turning the country after a visit from, after a visit to Hong Kong. That was pretty interesting. They put you in the back office. Oh yeah. Yeah. They, they, uh, you know, the guy was checking my thing, made a call and I got taken by an official into the back rooms. Oh my God. For a bit of an interview. Yeah. Oh my God. Right. Swage their fears and everything. I think I told you about it, you know, when I ended up in a high speed chase and action <laughs> and, you know, flames and all this <laughs> stuff. And it was, it was very cool. No, no, no. But yeah, that, that was interesting for 15 minutes, but you know. Three months. Yeah. But I wonder, like, is it, which do you think is worse? Like, if, what would have been worse for her? To go through those three months and just not hear anything? Or to go through those three months and being, at, and as it was, being continuously told, like, every couple weeks, we sorted it out, you're going home tomorrow, and then you pack your bags, and then you don't go home? Oh, at that point, I just would have said to this tour promoter, okay, I'm hiring someone else to, to take care of this. You're, you're done. That, 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 I mean, at that point, you got after like the, the third. Oh, you're fine. It's like okay, I'm done with you. I'm hiring a special a specialist here. Yes, indeed. Oh my god, Cra- but, crazy story. Yeah, I think uh, it's a no go for me to the carts. <laughs> well, but to answer to answer the question you had before about whether she will go to Jakarta again, she did say yes, she would. Obviously, she will wait until the probation is over. Because uh, she would not want a situation where, God forbid, she litters while she's in Jakarta and mm-hmm. then, you know, violates her probation. Yeah. But um, she said you know, that she obviously making sure the visa paperwork is taken care of. But, I mean, she's got fans there. They, they love her in Well, Indonesia. you know, or just if anything, just have a show on a barge just outside of Indonesian territorial waters. <laughs> Live from international <laughs> waters outside Indonesia. Kina Gratis. Yeah. And, oh, she could do one like, of those Kina Grandis cruises. Yeah. Oh, look, there's a Chinese battleship over there. Oh, look, there's an American battleship over there closing in fast. Uh-oh. That's t- topical topical Southeast uh, Asia news. <laughs> Break the business podcast for all your South Pacific news. All right. Um, cool story. Great stuff. And uh, we're happy that yep. Kina Grandis is safe and sound. Uh, coming up next on the podcast, we got the droids. The droids. Uh, stick around for that. We'll be right back on the Break the Business podcast. 
Ryan here from the podcast. Shameless plug time. My new book, Break the Business, Declaring Your Independence and Achieving True Success in the Music Industry is now available in paperback and an ebook. The book talks about how you can be your own boss in your music career and take control of your content creation, promotion, distribution, and fundraising. Get your copy on Amazon by searching Break the Business. It's a nice read for musicians and the people who love them. That's Break the Business, Declaring Your Independence and Achieving True Success in the Music Industry. Thanks very much for your support. Welcome back to the Break the Business Podcast. They are a husband and wife, North Carolina-based synth rock duo who put out a lot of great music and Vine content for their fans. You can find them on Twitter at Sarah Android and at Joshua Droid. Their music is available at thedroids.bandcamp.com, and you can now support them on their new Patreon page by visiting patreon.com slash thedroids. Ladies and gentlemen, we are happy to have back on the show the droids, Sarah and Josh on the Break the Business Podcast. Welcome back, guys. We missed you a lot. Oh, thank you, everybody. Thank you, thank everybody, you, for thank coming. Thank you, everyone. Yeah, Josh and Sarah! <laughs> <laughs> wow, that you... was a great intro. How do you fit all those people in there? Yeah, yeah those are very <laughs> rowdy gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, we're, uh, we missed you guys so much. We are so happy to have you back. It's great uh, it's to, be to be back. Here. Oh. Like you. So to, to give people a little bit of background on you guys, uh, you're you're married couple. You have a child. You make awesome synth rock music. Um, you're I those, all you. those things are correct. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yes, um, all very very true. Uh, uh, other than what I've said, can you tell the folks a little bit about the music you play? We play. It's it's like uh, lively drum kits, like acoustic kits with all kinds of synthesizers and rock bass, and just all of it tied together. And Sarah sings on it. And it comes out really interesting. It's a good blend of two genres that we love. Yeah, yeah you hear a lot of electric music, electro, I guess, where they also yeah. have electronic drums, electronic instruments all together. We use a blend of the two. We try to make electronic music that's very organic. Yeah. And in terms of division of labor, uh, uh, Josh, you do a lot of the music, and Sarah writes a lot of the lyrics, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we produce them together. Uh-huh. Right. Gorgeous. Um, Since the last time we spoke, uh, you guys have set up a new Patreon page, and you've given your fans another way to support you and uh, and uh, help you guys create more stuff. Can you tell people a bit about how Patreon works? Oh my gosh, it's one of the best things that's happened to independent artists. Yes, it actually makes it possible for regular people to make amazing things and still make a living with it. And we have some amazing people supporting us. I can't even begin to describe. These people are my heroes. They've actually come alongside us and made it possible for us to make more and to keep doing this. And they, they're they awesome. They have decided to come and actually share in this with us and put in their time and their money. And it's it's amazing. I love that the human population is this great. We love their money very much. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, so you have patrons that uh, put in a certain amount of money. It can either be per month or per period of time or per project that you create. Mm-hmm. And um, artists also have the option, I believe, of uh, creating rewards for people who contribute amounts mm-hmm. and things like that. Yeah, right? there's all sorts of different ways people can utilize Patreon. And for us, it's just whatever you can do, do it, and we will keep making this stuff for right, you. Keep us going. Yeah. We have uh, exclusive stuff just for patrons, um, videos and 
we talk with them more, that kind of thing, and it, it they get more of the inside scoop of what we do. They get invited in closer. Yeah, I love it, Dave. Unlike traditional crowdfunding right. campaigns like Kickstarter, which right. is you know great pro- uh, platforms too, that mm-hmm. only fund you know one particular project at a time and then the funding stops. Right. Uh, Patreon. Uh, provides the, for the prospect of creating a steady income stream for an artist for a long period of time. Uh, when I was reading your Patreon page, Sarah and Josh, mm-hmm. um, you noted that uh, it, the more with as you get more patrons, it will allow you guys to create an even more impressive array of content for your fans other than the music that you're putting out. Can you talk a little bit about some of the things that you have in the works that you've talked about doing on your Patreon page? Sure. Um, well, I mean, this what we do is held together with duct tape and we're, we focus completely on the music. We want to get songs out as often as we can. And that doesn't leave us, you know, with day jobs, that doesn't leave us any more time to do nearly anything else, you know? Yeah. We want to do so much. So, uh, the more that we get supported, um, we want to make videos. Like we, we would love to have, um, we like to do stripped down videos. We actually put up our first YouTube video of our song lights of us performing at different, like a, just a couple of uh, synthesizers and a drum machine, us performing it out of our living room. And we want to just do that with, we'd love to do it with every song. Yeah. You know, every time we put a song out, we put it like kind of a, a torn down version of it, of us playing and performing it. And um, yeah, and then we want to make, we'd love put to together, do shows and. Yeah, performances everywhere. And we can't really do that yet. Time constraints, and time constraint is because we have to have day jobs too. So the more this builds, the more we can be supported just by the music, and we can create even more and put it out there. Oh, very, very cool. I, I can, I can only imagine how much my life will be happier with more droids <laughs> content in my life. Oh, yeah, right. I, I agree because I mean, like, Ryan, oh, thanks. Well, yeah, cause, like listening to your guys' stuff and everything, it's such a cool, interesting, different sound. You know, I was telling Ryan like awesome. on, on one of the songs, it's like R and B, but with like synthesizers and like right. electronic, which yeah. is pretty cool. And actually, you guys were reminding me of, and you know, I hope you guys take this as a compliment. I think it is, you know, sort of like old, you know, like that old like seventies rock, like Deep Purple, you know, sure. like John oh, Lord, yeah. John Lord with the Hammond B three Orchestra. That you know, that's like a major component of the music that mm-hmm. just obviously went away as time went on. You guys are trying to bring it back, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, that's our primary goal is bringing back some of this classic rock. <laughs> we actually, I'm a huge fan of that, but not so much the instruments. They came off so yeah, cheesy nowadays. Felt, that, see, that's kind of the idea that, that got me captivated yeah. was I listened to a lot of that kind of music um, yeah, to my dad's collection when I was growing up. And I noticed that everything in the 90s and the, the 2000s was just, it became the, the guitar center, you know? And there was just no keyboards, no synths anywhere, and it, it yeah. felt like it never it never progressed except yeah. for house music, which is fine. But it's like synthesizers and keyboards never kept pushing forward. So this is my attempt, musically and producing, to give them a creative output that they don't get very often. You know, yeah, instead of it just sounding like a, an oh. '80s band uh, again, right? Know, yeah. Which again <laughs> right. is fine because it's new wave is great. I mean, synth wave is great, but. Let's try some new stuff. True enough. So you guys exactly. are so you guys are not performing with keytars? <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> if I can, to. I we will. Love that. Oh <laughs> man, but I gotta run it through a guitar amp because. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so last time we spoke with you guys, uh, we had the pleasure of finding out that you were big sci-fi fans and specifically Star Heck Trek yeah. fans. Awesome. We are total total mm-hmm. nerds. So. Uh, <laughs> 
And in that time, we've also found out, uh, um, according to a number of websites, that CBS is currently developing a new Star Trek TV series that's set to debut in January. Oh, uh, man. So, exactly. So, uh, do you have any, I mean, because they haven't given us a lot of information about what this show is going to be about. Right. And actually, after Ryan, that episode, we then talked about the new Star Trek series a little bit and who we want to be our captains. You said you wanted John Luke Picard back. Yeah. I said oh I wanted God. I, I said I wanted Neil deGrasse Tyson. That's right. To be the captain. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, exactly. I love that you just said that. Yeah, oh, it's oh, so true. Oh, no, no, he, yeah. He was adamant. Oh, yeah. And by the way, he's not playing a character. It's Captain Neil deGrasse Tyson. Heck, yes, yeah. it is. Somehow in the future. <laughs> well, it, the whole thing is Q just brought him back. Because when in doubt, just Q can do it. That's right. Oh, yeah. So that's the explanation. That explains any plot points. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, since since it's pretty much a blank slate as to what the show is going to be about because the producers haven't said anything, uh, what are you hoping the new series might look like? Other than, of course, the host of Cosmos inexplicably being the captain of the Enterprise, of course. He's gonna have he's gonna have the ship of the imagination that he's gonna fly around. Yes. In Star Trek, though, of course. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess the only the only way I could think about it is just there's been some really good reboots lately, especially some of the Marvel stuff. God, that's true. Um, so I, I hope that the quality is that level, you know, and not some of the other, you know, the DC comics. <laughs> oh, you, you know what I mean? It's like we've, yeah. had some, we've had some really good, a lot of really good reboots and a few that didn't hit the mark. So I hope that. As long as Zack Snyder is not attached, it'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that poor guy. Yeah. He's trying so to... hard. You know, we should, Ryan, we should try to get a campaign to have CBS maybe get the droids to provide music for the show. Dude, oh, yeah. that would be so uh, but I'm just thinking, though, unless they really wouldn't like that idea because you guys are the droids oh, and yeah, there's yeah. a certain connotation with another large star property. Sure is. <laughs> that I'm sure they already are pissed off that J.J. Oh, Abrams is pulling double an duty. Yeah. yeah. There's a famous android. Oh, that, in- that's oh. true. Ooh. There you go. Loophole. Yeah. Loophole. Yeah. All right, good. Now, no, well, okay, now it's going to happen. We solved that. <laughs> Nailed it. We can do this. I'm glad we cleared that up. Yeah. Okay. All right, so they can contact us anytime yep, we'll now. we'll be expecting that call. Yep. <laughs> Who's waiting by the phone? Yep. Yeah, um, right, waiting. Anytime. Actually, yeah, Paramount can go to patreon.com slash the droids. There you go. There we go. <laughs> so um, one of the things okay. that we also dig about you, and uh, you, you carry, I believe, the distinction of being the only husband and wife <laughs> performing duo that we've interviewed on the show, and you Whoa. also have a delightful little girl, Riley, Right. We do, yes. Uh, who, if I remember correctly from the last episode, she must now be starting second grade in the fall. Yes, uh, yep. she's starting so second grade next year. Uh, so let me ask you this, you know, and try to be as, as honest with yourselves as possible, but I envision you guys being the cool parents just by virtue of what you guys do you know, <laughs> in your art and everything. I mean, is, One is, can certainly hope. Uh, honestly, you want to know what it is? Yeah, we, bring it. We do, we do what we like, and we do it unapologetically. And yeah. I think it, any anyone respects that. But I mean, oh, like, like, nice. but like with your kid, like, are are you the cool parents? Are you the disciplinarian? Like, what what style are you, you go in with? Oh, totally both. Both. Yeah. yeah. I yeah, mean, we definitely. play video games with her and watch movies with her, and we have to make her do her homework and eat her vegetables. Yeah. And, and if she, <laughs> yeah, she treats someone with disrespect, and you know, she yeah. needs to be talked to about it. I mean, this make a good human out of her too. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Like our primary our primary job is to make her a good human right. being. I like it. Yeah. Um, so th- th- this might actually work, Dave. I'm excited for this. So what we were thinking 
was since you guys, you know, you know a lot about music, but you're also parents. I kind of want to do a segment where we do this rapid fire where we alternate between indie music tips for the artists who are listening, but also parenting advice questions. Oh, and man. we'll go back and forth. And uh, we have eight of them and um, we'll set it to music to kind of get the pace going. And so um, I don't know if this is going to work. This could be a complete disaster, but, you know, <laughs> We I'll all... just scream if I get, you know, if I get stuck. That's right. <laughs> so, all right, here we go. That's, a, that's actually a parenting tip. <laughs> all right. <laughs> and, and, and being an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Scream. All right. all right, go ahead. Sorry. Are you guys ready? Yes. I think so. Yeah. Okay, here we go. All right. All right, first question. What is your best cure for writer's block? Listen Keep to writing. <laughs> just work through it? Yep. All, all right. right. Second question. The best way to get a baby to eat when he or she is fussy? Make good food. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're better at this than I am. <laughs> All right. Lightning, baby, lightning. Um, the toughest challenge either of you have faced in your music career and how you overcame it? Getting people to listen, still trying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> These people got the rapid fire down. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah. it. All, All right. right. <laughs> when, it, when an infant cries in the middle of the night, do you go to them, let them cry it out, or play them soothing droids music. It depends on how sleepy I am. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That okay. is totally honest. <laughs> so so you either endorse the, the Ferber method or not, just solely dependent on how you're feeling that night. Completely depending on how yeah. much sleep All I right. got. Your top tip for promoting a crowdfunding campaign. Please beg. Please, please, guys. Make please. good music. <laughs> make good, seriously, make, make good, good music. food, make, make good, good music. music. Yeah, yeah. All right. The best movie or TV show to keep toddlers occupied when parents need some time to themselves. Whatever the heck works. Pingu. Pingu. Absolutely. Pingu. Oh, man. So if we might make a recommendation for you, oh, a yes. few episodes ago, we had Tim Kubart on uh, from Postmodern Jukebox, and he's also the host of the Sunny Side Up show on Sprout TV. Oh, um, okay. That's a delightful uh, yeah, program it, right it, there. And since two men in their 30s love Chica the Chicken, the little puppet, <laughs> that's right. we're really hoping that a second grader would, too. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to check so give us one of your best tips for making cool Vine videos. Oh, my goodness. Um, that's, wow. Oh, stumped him. Stumped him. Scream, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like how the question on how to make a six-second Video yeah. was the <laughs> one that stumped him. That, that took the, the longest. One that took the longest. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? I've made a vine months because I haven't been able to think of anything. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's it. Get a get a cute cat. Yeah. Cute cat. Uh, okay. Oh, good job. All right. And your your best tip to making homework time with your child as peaceful as possible. Chocolate. Yeah. Smart. Chocolate for her. Yeah. Homework time. Chocolate for her and chocolate for me. <laughs> I, I like that. She says yeah. chocolate. He goes homework time. <laughs> what is this you speak of? Oh my yeah. god! <laughs> oh man! Good stuff. Good stuff. Thank you. That went so wonderfully. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was good. That was good stuff. Yeah. Oh my god! I kind of want to do that all the time. Now. <laughs> um, you have to come up with your own rapid fire for the guests with the different things they do. Oh well, I don't. I don't, I don't want to. Like that's your rapid fire thing. I don't want to. I don't want to give that to other artists. That seems no, so wrong. We can wrong. share. We can share. Uh, 
That's so nice of you. Josh and Sarah are good people, right? Oh, so maybe, maybe we could do that where like, you know, it's, it's alternating music tips with something else that that, that particular artist is right. good at. Yeah. I love how we're just workshop, workshopping like show ideas and show content right on the air. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we can do it. Yeah. yeah, we can do it with Mary Jennings later because she's a good friend of the show too. She's going to like have a baby right soon. That's right. Oh yeah. man, so surviving pregnancy. Yeah. Oh, actually, wait a minute. The, a dueling contest, coolest parents. Because she's like into horror movie stuff yeah. and also into that kind of cool stuff. Oh, wow. Yeah. That'd be oh, yeah. great. Pity so, the final battle. Who is the coolest Paris? <laughs> You'll win no nothing, no money, just applause from yeah. Ryan and Dave. Yay. <laughs> In fact, they go cost him money. <laughs> uh, yeah, you have to pay to play. Yeah. That's right. Um, well, this has been a treat. And before we let you go, and oh my God, I'm already sad that this might be ending soon. Um, we want to play one of your songs because uh, we love your songs, and I think uh, others will too, and it'll motivate them to check out your Bandcamp page. That's thedroids.bandcamp.com and your uh, Patreon page, patreon.com slash thedroids. So we're going to play uh, Runaway right now. Um, super stoked for this song. It's coming up right here on the Break the Business podcast.
that was <laughs> that was right. Ha! Uh, that, I love that. We totally caught you yeah. picking that up on the mic. Yes. <laughs> oh wait. Oh oh. Now your next song's playing. There we go. We got rid of that. That was Runaway uh, by the Droids on the Break the Business podcast. Apparently, Sarah likes it. Yeah. I Dude, <laughs> it's a good song. Yeah. It's such a good beat. Man. Uh, by the by the way, you're not editing that out, dude. That oh no, definitely in. not. That stays in. <laughs> how could I? How could I edit that out? That would yeah. be such a that, that would just like it'd be like the worst thing a podcaster could do. That was beautiful. Yeah. Um, and that song is great. And if you like that song, and if you don't, what the hell's the matter with you? You can check them out at thedroids.bandcamp.com and support them on their Patreon page, Patreon.com/slash/thedroids. You can follow them on Twitter at Sarah Android at Joshua Droid. I got those right. I think. Yep. Yes. Uh, very very cool guys. Thank you so much for being on the show. You're awesome. Thank you. Thank you. You're always so much fun. Good talking to both of you. All right. Yeah, this is a lot more of fun, Star guys. Trek. Yeah. <laughs> more, yeah, next time we'll bring you on. Next we'll talk time, about yeah. nothing but Star Trek. Actually, right. you know yeah, what? Right? Ryan, we should tell them, currently framed now, you put it up there, the gift I got you, a nice Patrick Stewart poster. Yeah. With, it's like half of him is in uh, the Star Trek Star, captain's outfit, half of him is Charles Xavier, and there's other characters cool. and everything. It's from yeah. the Away Mission convention. That uh, I picked up for him. So uh, I'm a good friend. I'm oh, a really you, good friend. Oh, Dave is a good friend. And in fact, you'll dig this gift too. Oh, yeah. Also on my wall, I have a wall of ukuleles in my in the studio here. and A wall of ukuleles? I do. I do. Not, not, many, not many people can say that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, check, check out my Twitter. I just, I just put up a picture recently. Right. But uh, one of the pictures on there is a Doctor Who ukulele or a Doctor Who ukulele. Oh, yeah, uh, that was given to me by Dave. Oh yeah, I commissioned an artist to put some like original artwork, and I have like the TARDIS that um, the one like where it's like Starry Night. It's yeah. on the back of it. Yeah. It's oh, it is wow. it is really awesome. Like I said, I'm really good friend. <laughs> What's it like having a podcast as a married couple? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, Josh, I'm glad you asked because we've been having some issues because Ryan apparently went and got married to some lady for real, and I feel like it's kind of putting us on the rocks. We've been actually thinking about. Uh, uh, talking about someone with it, you know. Uh, yeah. after that. I did, guys. I got, I got married last, no, yeah. this month, earlier this yeah, month. Congratulations. Yeah. I did see that on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Very yeah, cool. Congratulations. <laughs> Marriage oh, to the right should've... person is the best. Aww. <laughs> it's funny because I'm divorced. <laughs> see? See? Marriage to the wrong person is the worst. <laughs> exactly. Yes. You're, good. That should, uh, yeah. that should be a song. <laughs> There's a lyric right there. there it is. Oh. <laughs> Thank you guys again so much for joining us. You're the best. Thank you. And we'll be right back on the Break the Business podcast. Ryan here from the podcast. If you like the show, be sure to rate and review us on iTunes. If you want to reach out to us, shoot us an email at breakthebusiness at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Ryan K-A-I-R. Thanks for listening. Welcome back, everybody. Our thanks to the droids for joining us in the previous segment. God, I love them, Dave. They're great. Thank- Sarah and Josh, thank you very much. Make Everyone, go out to their Patreon page, donate, help them out. Well, nice. Good plug. Solid yeah. plugage. I, it, I'm almost, like, I'm bummed that they live... In North Carolina, kind of far away, because I feel like I would totally want to be friends with them. Oh, definitely. And, they, you know, the thing is, like, they got day jobs, too. Yeah. It's like, Matt, you know, because oh, they got that kid that they support. 
Imagine how much more awesome and creative they could be without that kid. Oh, maybe that would probably ruin our friendship with them because, like, we'd want to hang out late at night, and you know, they'd have to, you know, have a PTA meeting tomorrow or something. Yeah, it's like, come on, guys, let's go see Star Wars, you know, for the fourth time. It's like, no, we got Riley. Oh, but you know, but no, because they're they're raising Riley to be cool. They they totally bring Riley along. That's true. Yeah, like Riley would be like the mascot of our circle of friends. That's true. You hear that, droids? Move down to Miami. Be our friend. It's going to be awesome. We'll watch Star Trek and Star Wars together and no, Doctor wait. Who. It's going to be great. No, no, no. But not Miami. Remember, because I'm trying to get us to move to L.A. You want all of us to go to L.A.? Well, yeah, if they want. Because it'd be funny if, you know, they moved down to Miami. You and I moved out to L.A. Right. But under my scenario, we don't have to go anywhere, and it's a two-hour flight for them. You're trying to get all of us to go to the West Coast. That's expensive well, and I, I, logistically well, difficult. Well, I have to go out to the West Coast. Oh, yeah. I need to go out to the West Coast. It's calling for you? Yes. <laughs> anyway. So, speaking <laughs> of travel, uh, you were telling me something that's been really bugging you, and so much oh so that God. you want to talk about it on the podcast. Well, all right. Ryan, are you familiar with hypothetical situations? <laughs> yes, yes, I am, indeed. Okay, good. Well, you know, like, uh, so yesterday I'm at work and, you know, because I'm having to put in, we got a, um, you know, we got a deadline for a, a case coming up. So it's all hands on deck. And we thought, OK, is it no, no Memorial Day weekend for us. You know, that's oh, rough. Working Saturday and working Monday, oh. you know, but hey, you, oh. you got to do what you got to do. Right. You got to do what you got to do. Um, so w- w- one of my uh, coworkers is like, guys. If you won the lottery today and basically can go, and like can go anywhere, what would you do? Basically, if a money's no object, what's your dream vacation? What, what's that? What's the, the thing you want to do? Okay, so everybody's sort of like cabin fevered into a building, and you're starting to ask those like life questions that people do to pass the time. Yeah, you know, it's we're a bunch of lawyers all working together, you know, on a Saturday. Yeah, you know, at least at least it was a kind of crappy day outside yesterday, the beginning part. Um, but yeah, so everyone's like throwing out ideas. You know, this is the group of people that I was with when we went over to China. So a lot of them are like, oh, you know, Fiji or the South Pacific. You know, they get a hut on the beach or whatever and mm-hmm. do that sort of stuff. And it's like, okay, whatever. I say, it gets to me, like, Dave, how about you? I go, well, I would buy a classic Jaguar E-Type and do a grand tour of Europe. Drive all around Europe. Scotland, England, France, Belgium, Germany, Austria, Italy. It just all of it. I mean, I love Top Gear. It's a great show. I just love the idea of having that that grand tour of Europe and like an open top classic car, just driving through the mountains and seeing all these amazing vistas. This is stuff that people do. And this is like legitimate for like gearheads. Mm-hmm. And my one co and one of my coworkers who she's already not good. <laughs> I hope she doesn't listen to this. No, she doesn't, because that would require that would require her being cool, <laughs> um, or or with it in any sort of way. Sure, All she's right. like, why? Ooh, but like, yeah, like that smarmy, like, Ooh. why? And in my head, I'm like, because I said so. Yeah, like because it's my dream. You mm, like, yeah, you my know? dream doesn't need your approval. Yeah. Oh, that's great. You want to be on a beach in the South Pacific. How original, how nice. I don't care. It's your thing. Me, I'm actually going to do something that's pretty freaking cool. Yeah. And, but it's just, what you like. But again, it just got me like so upset. That's like, I hate that type of person who always like looks at you and says something you want to do something. It's like, oh, that's weird. Like, why are you doing that? Or this? Like, it's none of your concern. It's because I want to. It's my life. 
if you don't like it, take a short walk off, take a long walk off a short pier. Yeah, a short walk off a long pier actually sounds pleasant. I know. Damn it. <laughs> damn it. All right. All right. No, but no, but she's our. She's like, uh, she, uh, she's awful. Well, like awful. So I know your intent in this block of the show, the third block, the Dave block, the D block, is to avoid talking about the music business as much as possible. But I guess your story is interesting because it's actually indicative of something that many indie artists go through. I hear this all the time. Where what are you doing? I know. I'm sorry. I'm. 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 I I know, no, this I is know. like a legitimate. Like no. you're just free forming right now. No. You're invading this. I'm, I'm hijacking your story for, to talk about music business, but it's, it's going to be quick, and then I'll immediately distance myself oh, away. God. Okay. But indie artists are often, you know, they people people will ask them like what they want to do with their lives, and. They will tell something along the lines of, oh, I'd l- I want to make my own music and, you know, make YouTube videos and, and post stuff on social media. And inevitably, they always get a relative at Thanksgiving or somebody who gives them the why. Uh, oh, OK. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You and, it back. and those people. Yeah. Those people step on the artist dreams. Yeah. So, OK. Artists. Now, if, if someone ever asks you that smarmy why, you have my permission, a la Eric Cartman, to punch them squaw in the nuts. <laughs> squaw. OK. <laughs> Yeah. Um, don't like it's your dreams. It's your happiness. Don't feel like you have to be accountable to anybody, especially the previous generation. You know, when the, they try to decide what your dream should be. Yeah. This coworker also is of a previous generation. Yeah. Well, it's it's funny. Um, Stephen Colbert did a graduation speech a little while ago where he said, um, my generation, the boomers have screwed things up for you, the millennials. But the one benefit that you have is that. You are, because of how badly we screwed everything up, you are the first generation who owes the previous generation nothing. <laughs> and so you don't need to explain your dreams to us. You don't need to justify your ambitions to us. And so there you go. Like if you yeah. want to pursue a music career and go through all that and have that kind of life, that's all you. If you want to drive around Europe and that's your dream, you don't need to well, justify it to some grown up. It's not just drive around Europe. It's in a freaking like 1961 Jaguar E-Type. A car, Enzo Ferrari, called the most beautiful car in the world. There you go. The head, the founder of the Ferrari company said this about a Jaguar. All right? That's all you need to know. By the way, Enzo Ferrari said, aerodynamics are for companies that cannot build engines. Ooh. Ah, love the, the old I love man. That. Love that little Italian man. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that was just a little thing I wanted to get off my chest. Because, again, it's like, oh, you're so awful. You're yeah. so awful. <laughs> it's, just, it's just an awful thing to say to somebody. Like, why crap on somebody's dream? Like, like, what do you like? What What was she expecting the end game of this to be? Like, she was gonna say why, and then you were gonna go, "Oh my God, you're right." She doesn't like me for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> I've been going about my life all wrong. Thank you so much for setting me straight, older person. Yeah, I can be just like you now and shove a giant ten foot rod up my ass sideways. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> all right, that's so, why she waddles when she walks. Oh. Anyway. <sighs> Sorry. So with the rest she, of our... She's not nice. She's not nice. <laughs> it's, it sounds like it. So in the rest of our D block, we have a game show that you that you have. And I'm so excited. Yeah. I love the game shows that oh, you put well, together. Thank you, Ryan. And you're telling me we have a new one this week, one we haven't done before. Yeah, because I figured, you know what? New studio, new space. Let's let's get something new, something yeah. fresh, right? Yeah. Fresh I, content, pr- something that you ha- no, that no one's done before. Right, because, hey, I love Metal Dave. I love Canada Dave, Quad Dave, Keith Richards, all those guys. But, you know, sometimes, hey, I get writer's block, too. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm I'm creating content all the time. Yeah. You know, unlike you know, like Saturday Night Live, they take breaks. Yeah. You know, you can't. You, you want me to just create all the time? Yeah. No. You, you, I know it, it ebbs and flows. Yeah. So I figured, you know, something new for the new space. So fresh content is what we're getting now. 
Absolutely, man. Now it's time for a game I totally ripped off from Doug Benson. Thanks, Doug. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Fresh content. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, I just uh, made I that. do like Doug Benson, though. So. Oh, yeah, he is great. For all you listeners out there, he's a stand-up comedian and a <laughs> podcaster who hosts uh, Doug Loves Movies, as well as Doug Loves Minis, as well as Dining with Doug and Karen, as well as Getting Doug with High. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, prolific podcaster, funny, funny man. I've seen him uh, uh, like three times live now. Great guy. We'll actually respond to you on Twitter. Um, so, I've got, he's got a show on Doug Loves Movies, and I will tell you this, Ryan. I got the idea to steal this from him because I kind of feel he stole from us. Oh, really? Yes. I find this hard to believe, but I'll go with you on it. How did he steal from us? Well, I'm glad you asked. (laughs) (laughs) So we have Dave's As Yet Untitled Game Show, which is a movie mashup show, right? That's right. A few, maybe like a month ago, he said someone on Twitter reached out to him and said, oh, you should have a, a movie mashup, which is basically... He gives two actors from two different movies, and they have a connecting word. So it's, the titles are mashed up. No. Oh. So it would be like, you know, I, I'm, I'm blanking on my own damn answers. <laughs> <laughs> well, like when you did Rosencrantz and Guildenstern or Dead, Dead Man, Man Walking. Walking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's the sort of thing I'm like, oh, that's mine. So he, ri- mine. he, he so, ripped off our game show. Well, a listener, obviously, of ours told him. Oh, now of course. That's the only explanation. Well, because he got someone on Twitter. Uh, did it. So one of you <laughs> out there, <laughs> one of us does not belong. Who here does not belong? Wow, nice hook reference. You. <laughs> you. You. That, where's the cop? It's me. I <laughs> <laughs> did it. Oh, tell your captain. <laughs> you made a boo boo, didn't you? <laughs> boo boo. Oh, the boo box. No, no. Uh, yes. <laughs> All right, good stuff. Yeah. Wait. Uh, oh wait. Do I not have the applause? Damn it! I got rid of the applause. Oh uh, man. That's right. You probably won't need it. That's the closest <laughs> I can. That was a nice hook reenactment. All How right, was so, my Glenn Close there? Was yeah. Yeah. Good? All right. Yeah. All right. So what's what's going to happen? So Ryan, are you familiar with I- you're familiar with IMDb, right? Yeah, of course. And you know, on the page they have uh, when you go to an actor's page, they have like a top four, like what they're known for, right? Yeah. Okay. So I am going to give you movie titles. Now, again, I've, I've had to adapt this because normally this is a panel game show, but like I said, I'm ripping off from Doug Benson. Something borrowed. Um, <laughs> and uh, such a random reference. There are two people what? who are going to think that's funny. I don't know what you're talking about, but I just came up with that right now. Uh-huh. Anyway. <laughs> um, anyway. So, I'm, obviously, it's just you and me here, and I can't play it because I'm looking at the answers. So, I'm going to give you... So, I'm going to give you a name of a title. And you can tell me who you think IMDb this pages is, but then you're going to lose a point if you're wrong. Okay. And that, so, you can... There's obviously four here, so... But once it once you buzz once you get, well, not buzz in you're the only one here, you know get it right. Hopefully you, you then have to tell me the other projects that they're known for, in order to uh, get more points. All right, can I be perfectly honest with you? Probably. Okay. Um, something was kind of kind of going funny with the playback, and I was looking at it. You weren't, and listening I to totally me. missed the entire rules of the game. I'm so sorry. You son of a bitch. <laughs> So sorry. I I was worried about the play. Can you? (laughs) So now the listeners have to hear this twice. I'm so sorry. Maybe there are some listeners who were looking at their podcast playback too. I'm sorry. 
God. Can you, give so... it to me? you have my undivided attention now. I'm so sorry. That was like the worst thing I've done on this show. Yeah. All right. <laughs> damn it. My voice is also going at the same time. <laughs> the whole damn thing's coming apart. So, wow. This is the, the punishment for thievery, apparently. Um, okay. I'm, I'm with you now. The, the, the god of podcasting, Podcastress, is, is angry. We've angered him so. <laughs> all right. Um, go ahead. All right. Undivided I'm gonna, attention. Okay. IMDb. I'm going to give you a, a, a name of movie titles. You tell me who the actor is. Based on their top four IMDb movies. Well, but I kind of would like you to buzz in just when you think you know the person. Okay. So ho- hopefully, because like I said, obviously when there's multiple people, it's kind of a race. I see. So, but I guess technically you could just listen to all four, but I kind of hope you don't. Well, because, I mean, I'll, I'll have to, I feel like I'll need at least two. We'll see. All right. Okay. All right. Here we go. All right. So, Ryan, who is known for... X-Men First Class. X-Men Days of Future Past. Hugh Jackman. I'm sorry, that's wrong. No. So you're wrong. already you're already down to, to, to minus one point there. All right. I'll, I'll give you now just the rest of them. Wanted. And Last King of Scotland. Oh, that guy. Uh, uh, he, he played the Professor Xavier... And I, I I can't remember his name. You don't remember James McAvoy's Thank name? Thank you. I, I I was I was about to call him like McElroy or something. Okay, so you're you're wrong. Wrong. All right, so far off to an auspicious start. Okay. Ryan, who is known for Inglorious Bastards? Prometheus. Ooh. X Men First Class. X Men Days of Future Past. Michael Fassbender? Yay! Yay! But unfortunately, you get only one point because you had to wait for all the all of oh, them. Oh, I got it. Okay. So, like, I can risk, I can gamble and try to get more points by guessing yes. it earlier. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> but Ryan. you see why I need at least two of these, right? I guess. <laughs> Ryan, who is in X-Men? X-Men 3, Last Stand. Ooh. See, it can be a couple people. Give me the third one. X-Men Days of Future Past. Oh, for God's sake. Uh, Hugh Jackman. Yeah. All right. Very good, Ryan. So you get one. Wait a minute. They're saying that he was like of, of his. This of his... is. Hold on a second, because I want to ask you now. Can you give me the, the, the last movie that IMDb, according to its algorithm, has? Because the IMDb algorithm is very interesting. Oh, gosh. Uh... So what is Hugh Jackman known for? Um... X2, X-Men United. The Prestige. Wow. I, wouldn't have, I was going to be, I wanted to go off the board and say Kate and Leopold or something. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, ah, but Kate when, and Leopold. Because that's the thing. The, the IMDB page is not something that you automatically think of. Right. Well, you know what's funny is that like he was in Days of Future Past for four seconds. And What are you talking about? He was in first class for four seconds. He was in That's the first future past the entire movie. Right. Sorry, sorry. They're all the... Whatever. There's like 400 X-Men movies. He was in first class for like four seconds. All right, right. Who... Right. Okay, next next, next uh, group of movies. Okay. X-Men. <sighs> I'm noticing a theme. X-Men 2. Okay. X-Men 3, The Last Stand. Well, there's, there's like four or five people it could be. Give me the fourth one. Star Trek The Next Generation. Ooh. Wait, what? 
Oh, Patrick Stewart. Damn it. Wow. Sorry. 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 My mind just went completely effed up there. It's so funny, too, because literally over your shoulder is a picture of Patrick Stewart that you got me because you're a good friend and I apparently know nothing about movies. Yeah, and he's dressed up as both Picard and Xavier. All right. Thanks. So right now you have one, two, three, minus one. You only have two points out of all that. Well. I haven't figured out what to do with the points yet. See, we're in. We're we're working out the kinks. That's right. If you remember, we worked out the kinks on Days As Yet Untitled Game Show, and it became a really good hit. It did. Massive success. Oh, yeah. I'm optioning it off to Paramount. (laughs) All right, Ryan, who was in Warm Bodies? Warm Bodies? What the hell is that? Anyway. X-Men Days of Future Past. (laughs) Mad Max Fury Road. Ooh. Tom Hardy? No. No. Wrong. Flew too close to the sun. About a boy. I don't know. Yeah, don't just say no. Nicholas Holt. Yeah, I wouldn't have gotten that. Tom Hardy wasn't in X-Men. Well, I know. He was the only person I could think of. Because the the only two people I can think of with Mad Max is Tom Hardy and Charlize Theron. And I knew it wasn't Charlize Theron, so. Okay. Ex Machina. I want to see that movie, but I don't know who's in it. Inside Lewin Davis. Crap. Drive. Oh. Star Wars Episode 7, The Force Awakens. Ooh. Drive, Star Wars Episode 1, The Force Star Wars Episode 7, Ryan. I didn't say Episode 1, The Phantom Menace. Oh, episode sorry. Seven, the Force episode Awakens. 7, The Force Awakens. Um... Crap. I don't know. Jesus Christ. Sorry. You suck. Sorry. Oscar Isaac. Wrong. I would have never gotten that. <laughs> That's what you sound like. Boy, I get better. All right, Ryan. All right, Ryan. All right. Who is known for X Men Days of Future Past? Jane Eyre. Air. Jane Eyre. Air. <laughs> Screw you. The Piano. Oh, Anna Paquin. Wow. Yeah, okay. Yeah, oh, man. <laughs> All right. Well, there's basically only one actor worth remembering in the piano, and it was the one who won the Academy Award for the piano at the age of seven, oh. which is Anna Paquin. Okay. So, okay. So, what's the last thing IMDb has her known for? I'm going to go. Okay. This is either going to be amazing that I'm going to nail this, or it's going to be way off. But I'm going to go with Fly, Fly Away, Away Home. Home. Yes. No, that, no, no, no. It's not right. I just, damn I, it. I knew you were going there. It's True Blood. Wrong. Oh, True Blood. Well, yeah. That made more sense. Yeah. Why didn't I just say True Blood? That's obviously what it is. It's not. It's not a Jeff Daniels movie from 20 years ago. All right, I Ryan. just wanted it to be Fly Away Home okay, so bad. All right, Ryan. Who is known for... <laughs> Fly Away Home. Who's known for The Hobbit? I mean, a lot of people. Help me out. All right. Next one. The Hobbit, The Desolation of Smog. Damn it. I'm going to... Okay, since all of these have been X-Men themed, I'm going to say Ian McKellen. You're right. Yeah. We didn't notice the theme, finally. Oh, I right. noticed the theme. I just didn't want it to be true. All right, give me the give me the next two movies that IMDb has Ian McKellen known for. Um, I mean, Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. Is that and, one of the two? And and uh, Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. All right, you only got one right. Fellowship of the Ring. The other one was The Hobbit, The Battle of the Five Armies. Damn it. <laughs> Wait a minute. Those Lord of the Rings movies won Oscars. How are those not higher on his list? 
I don't know. All right, last one, buddy. Okay. Because I feel like you're 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 going here. Okay. Uh, who's known for the apartment? What's the apartment? I feel like this is one. It's of a the- it's a small place that people live in, but that's not important right now. <laughs> nice airplane reference. Hey. The Kane Mutiny. Kane Mutiny. I don't know that one either. Double Indemnity. Oh, f- oh I hate you so much. I hate you. I know what you're doing, and I hate you for it. Would you like to make a guess for a point? <sighs> Just say it. You know you want to. Fred bleeping McMurray. You're right. Yeah. I don't, I don't even want to, uh, like. What's, okay, what's the na- what's the last thing I need to be as a I don't know. <laughs> sure you do. The Lucy Show. I Love Lucy. Was he on that? Like, he had guest appearances. I don't, don't be an idiot, Ryan. I, what is it? My Three Sons. So that's good. So that's good. Um, I wish we had sound underneath to sort of mask the weird silence. Oh, but, Fred uh, McMurray. <laughs> one, two, three. Did four, I at least come out ahead there? Five, six, seven. I think you get like six points. Yeah. So that means you get nothing. You lose, sir. You get nothing. You get nothing. You stole fizzy lifting drink. Good day, sir. Now it's time for a game I totally ripped off from Doug Benson. We need an outro music. Yeah, we definitely do need some outro music. I said good day. Oh, good day and good day to the rest of you. Our thanks to the droids. Our thanks to David's really mean game show. I think that was interesting, but I'm not sure if I can bring it back because it really needs another person. It does. Like, we'll save that for when we have multiple people in the studio. Yeah, because that would be something that that would be something new. Then That'd be a new game show. It'd be something new. All right. (laughs) Um, And... (laughs) Uh, Our thanks to all of you. Thanks very much for listening to the Break the Business podcast.